your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. The US retrial of Tom and Molly Martins for the murder of Limerick man Jason Corbett won't get underway for several months. Tracy Corbett Lynch, her husband and children, including Jason's children Jack and Sarah, travelled to North Carolina to be present in court. And Ralph Regal from the Irish Independent, who's been following this story very closely and has written extensively about it in the newspaper and in a book, was there too. And he's on the line now. Hi, Ralph. Good, good morning, Joe. So just... Reminds why we're at this point. It's likely a retrial won't be happening until late summer or early autumn of this year. Is that correct and why? Yeah, that that's probably the best guesstimate, Joe. I mean, the simple answer is we don't know precisely when it's going to happen. Um, what we do know is that there was a logistical and administrative hearing in Davidson County Courthouse on Friday. And there was no date mentioned at that in terms of the retrial. What there was mentioned was a second um pre-trial hearing, if you call it, which is going to happen on May the 23rd. And Alan Martin, who is leading the prosecution team for the state um, in the prosecution against Tom and Molly Martins, he basically said that he hopes that the defence and the prosecution teams will have an agreement on a schedule. Didn't use the word actual date, but said schedule um, for that May the 23rd hearing. So we'll discover then when the actual retrial is going to happen. But I think it's fair to say if we're having a pre-trial hearing on May the 23rd, it's definitely not going to happen in May and June. I would think that July would probably be the earliest that you could hope for, but potentially it could even be as late as September or October. Do the Martins have different lawyers now? Yes, they do, and that's another um, a complicating factor in the whole thing. Um, they have a, a, a Mr. Van Noy and a Mr. Kingsbury. Now, Mr. Kingsbury, while he's new to the retrial, he did join the process roughly halfway through. He did um, deliver some of the, the appeal speeches and the appeal submissions for the Martins um, before the North Carolina Supreme Court. So that's he has been involved for roughly about two years. But of the two original um, trial lord, lawyers, Walter Holton, he, he is no longer involved. He was, was acting for Molly Martins. And, uh, of course, um, David Friedman then, who was the, 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 the lawyer who led the, the, the submissions uh, during the original trial for, for Tom Martins, he passed away last year from COVID-19. Right. So just paint a picture of what it was like in court in North Carolina. Tom and Molly Martins were there. Obviously, um, the Corbett family were there. And Jack and Sarah uh, were in court. I think it's the first time they've come face to face with the Martins since all this. It, it, it certainly is. And it was their first physical attendance at any of the major prosecutorial um, sessions since uh, 2016. So it really was a significant uh, event. And you could very much see that from the the reaction of the local media in North Carolina. I mean, there were reporters sitting bolt upright in their seats when they realised that uh, Jack and Sarah were physically there. And I kind of knew that was going to happen. We did have the story in the Irish Independent about 24 hours before it happened. But it was very significant. And what was interesting, um, I sat in the the back left section of the the courtroom um, and and really wanted to watch the reaction of Tom and Molly Martins to the two children in the courtroom. And they studiously ignored them. There was no glances in their direction. There was no looks or, or, or attempt to engage in any type of contact or communication with them and I think the body language is very interesting Tom
Tom and Molly Martin sat directly beside their legal teams on the left of the court in front of Judge David Hall, who's the judges that appointed to handle the retrial. But Jack and Sarah sat at the very front of the right-hand side of the court, directly behind Alan Martin. And really, it was interpreted as a very, very strong gesture of support and solidarity for the prosecutors in the retrial. Right. Um, was there any talk during these court proceedings about the media attention on all of this? Yeah, there was, Joe. And that was probably one of the things that, that took um, not just journalists, but I think a lot of people by surprise. Um, one, of, one of the unusual aspects of in, during the previous trial, and you were allowed to bring your phone into court once it was on silent, and you were actually allowed work from iPads inside in the court. You were not allowed to bring a laptop in, but you could use an iPad. Whereas this time, nothing electronic could be brought into court. You couldn't even bring so much as a smartwatch into the court. Everything had to be left in the car outside. And Judge Hall was very pointed um, in his recognition of the fact, he said that this case had attracted tremendous attention. And what was unusual was he focused on two different aspects of the media. He focused on what he called the news media. And he said that there would be his concern was that, that, that they would operate in a particular manner, but he said he was also concerned at what he called the entertainment media, which we said was a hybrid of the, the news media and the general entertainment media. And essentially his concern was that nothing would be done by the media which could would interfere with the retrial process or the delivery of justice. He said his, he had one purpose and one purpose only, which was to see that justice was served and to see that the two defendants, Tom and Molly Martins, received a fair trial. Right. Um, because my memory is of the original trial, there wasn't any TV coverage within the court, was there, Ralph? Because no. that can happen in American courts, but it didn't in this case. No, and it's very much down to the individual judge. So, for instance, you'll see some cases in, in the United States where every single aspect of the trial is televised and broadcast live. Um, in other cases then, and, and this is going to be very much one of those cases, and the judge went on saying, I, I am not going to allow video or live television in my courtroom because he said, I believe it interferes with the operation of defence teams, witnesses, possibly even jurors. So he said, I've never allowed it and I'm not going to start now. But he also even said that he, he is likely to allow stills photography. In other words, he may allow cameramen in to just take stills photographs inside the court but there was no even guarantee that that absolutely would happen Right, we're chatting to Ralph Regal from the Irish Independent um, So Jason Corbett's children, Jack and Sarah and, and I, I must say I was reading your report on this, I, I, I was almost shocked myself to realise how the passage of time and they're what 15 and 17 now um, are they likely to give evidence in this upcoming retrial? Yeah, that, that, that seems very much to be the case, Joe. I mean, the, the appeal by Tom and Molly Martins succeeded for a number of different reasons, but the main reason was that during the original trial um, in 2017, Judge David Lee, who, who presided over the, the, the original five-week hearing before David's County Superior Court, he made a decision that he was not allowing statements that the two children made to North Carolina Social Services um, to agents, personnel working with an agency called uh, Dragonfly House. He was not going to allow those statements um, to be put before the jury. And the reason being is that the children made those statements in August 2015 
and just a couple of days after the death of their father. But they made absolutely contradictory statements to those statements once they had arrived back in Ireland just a couple of days later. So the judge took the view that it, the fairest thing to do was to exclude both sets of statements. Now, that became a major legal issue, and it was commented on both before the Court of Appeal in North Carolina and finally by the North Carolina Supreme Court. And it was one of the reasons why um, the Martins got a retrial on the basis the exclusion of those statements was interpreted as limiting or unfairly restricting their ability to argue self-defence um, during their, their defence arguments. So what's, what seems very much likely to be the case is that if those statements are introduced by the defence, um, as they have always argued that they wanted to introduce them, um, Jack and Sarah will give evidence before the trial to outline the full picture of the circumstances in which those statements were given and possibly also to answer wider questions um, which were never brought up before the original trial in terms of the relationship between Molly and their father, Jason. Uh, And finally for now, Ralph, um, the two uh, teenagers now involved here, they're going into exam years, aren't they? And if this case runs in October, let's say, which would be into those exam years, on top of everything else that they're facing, this this is going to be uh, an extra burden on them. It it is, and it it strikes anyone who looks at this, Joe, as extraordinarily unfair. I mean, this family have gone through, I mean, an absolute nightmare since 2015. I mean, there's been an extraordinary campaign for justice waged by Tracy um, Corbett Lynch, Jason's sister, their entire family, her husband Dave, and and an incredible group of supporters and friends in Limerick who really have backed the family in every single step that they've taken to support North Carolina prosecutors. And you, you lose sight of the fact that, I mean, Sarah's 15, Jack is 17. This has been hanging over their heads for seven years So almost half of their lives have been taken up by this entire investigation, prosecution, appeal, retrial. And both of them are facing into um, important exam years next year. So if that retrial happens, for instance, say in September or October, it could last for anything up to seven weeks. So how on earth do you expect the child to sit an exam year or, 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 or complete an exam year when almost two months of it will be taken up by a prosecution and trial in a foreign country. So while I think everyone acknowledges and and respects that everyone is entitled to a fair trial, it it, it seems extraordinarily unfair that the needs and requirements of these two young children who really have lost everything, that 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 shouldn't factor into the thing. That's why the family have always wanted a, a retrial in May and June. Okay, okay. All right. Well, listen, we'll see how it all develops. Thank you, as always, uh, for uh, that. That's Ralph Regal from the Irish Independent. Call Limerick today now on 461995.